You're listening to Fit Muscle Method Podcast, a show about where men go to learn how to optimize their health for good. This is Zachary Brinker, your host. This is uh, welcome back to another episode of the Fit Muscle Method podcast, episode 17. I am your host, Coach Zach, and today on this wonderful freaking Thursday, we have a special guest in the house. His name is Trenton Lucas. Um, I used to actually work with him years ago. Um, he's a felt, he's a former bodybuilder and uh, entrepreneur. Don't, does a little bit of everything, and um, so yeah, I just want to go ahead and bring him on the podcast. And really have him give him the opportunity to share his story. And today, what we're just going to be talking about is, you know, just literally anything. So, uh, tune in, guys. And uh, if you haven't already, drop me a freaking review. Go ahead and subscribe. I'm on Spotify. I'm on Anchor. I'm on pretty much anything, guys. And uh, like I said, sit back, relax, and enjoy the podcast. So, without without further ado, Trent, go ahead and introduce yourself a little bit, my man. What's up, guys? It is Trenton. Um, like uh, like Zach said, thanks for the introduction. Uh, first of all, since you're going to plug all your uh, socials in here, I'm going to go ahead and say go follow me at Trenton Lucas Bodybuilding on IG. From there, you'll see all my socials uh, in my stories. Um, so go follow me on everything you possibly can. Um, also, uh, my business page, which is Trenton Lucas Brand on IG. Uh, you also go to the stories on that page. You'll see all the socials for it. Uh, which will be relaunching um, here very soon. Hopefully in the next couple weeks um, is the goal. Hopefully by next week, actually. So um, we're going to keep our fingers crossed, but uh, good to be here, man. Awesome, man. Awesome. Yeah, it's great, great to have you. And um, so I kind of just want to, like like I said, start off by asking, because um, I know it's been a while since we caught up, but just based on our recent conversation earlier, I really want to start this this off by asking like what is like you know like what got you into bodybuilding honestly like what why did you decide to go into bodybuilding you know uh when you started at the time um honestly man i uh i grew up um i wouldn't say that i i had a terrible life whatsoever man i grew up in a, a typical middle class family i um you know i had everything that I needed right in front of me. I'm very blessed and, and thankful to be able to say that. Um, also, I lived in a divorced family since, you know, I was very little. So I've also been blessed to have not only my mother and my father in my life, but also had a, a stepmother and a stepfather. So I had two big families that were very supportive. Um, so in no means um, will I sit here and act like that I had it hard. Um, I had it hard in a, in a little bit different tone than most people would think. Um, but in that regard, you know, I grew up in a very, uh, good household. Um, but, but basically, uh, you know, it started at a young age, you know, I, I started, you know, gaining weight, um, 
you know, I was always kind of the bigger kid in school. I would always, uh, you know, hear jokes about my weight. And, you know, I, I wouldn't say that it got to me because I've always, you know, I've always been a good athlete. You know, I love basketball. Uh, and not only was I, I in love with being an athlete, but I was also good. Um, you know, not to toot my own horn or anything, but I was always, you know, one of the best on the team. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was, I was just a bigger guy, man. Um, I, like I said, I love basketball. I played for uh, uh, almost 12 years um, with dreams of going in the NBA. Um, being, you know, five foot nine, that's kind of hard. But uh, <laughs> right. I had to switch my goals a little bit. But, but anyways, you know, I got into uh, basketball and, and uh, played all the way through, you know, high school. Uh, basically, my freshman year of high school, I decided to uh, switch to online school. So I started doing that. Um, wasn't terrible, but, uh, you know, it just wasn't for me. So I, I went back to public school, you know, uh, towards the end of my freshman year. And at the time they were having the basketball tryouts. So, you know, I, I tried out um, and unfortunately I didn't make it on the team. There were so many guys and, um, uh, this was a very hard pill for me to swallow at the very beginning of, I would say my journey, but, uh, basically I didn't make the team and I, I always blame myself for it. I was like, it's cause I'm fat. It's cause, you know, I'm not as good as these guys, you know, and there's a certain level of depression that I faced. I'll never forget it, man. When they told me that I didn't make it, I, I just sat there in a dark gym looking at the basketball court and I just cried my eyes out, man. There was one single chair um, one of the single fold-out chairs in the in the gym, man, and I just sat there alone in the dark and just bawled my eyes out. I'm like, what the hell is wrong with me? Why did I let myself get to this point? Come to find out later, it wasn't because of anything physically, because <laughs> I was still good. It was just, uh, to be quite honest, I didn't do so hot in online school. <laughs> I, right. I came back to public school with a 1.2 GPA, and that's the reason I didn't make the team. Um, but I always thought it was for something else until I got older and, and finally realized it. Um, but, you know, at, at the beginning of, of kind of my journey, that was, that was the driving force. I was like, fuck all these people. Uh, I'm still good. I know I'm good. And I'm going to fucking prove it, whether that's in basketball, whether that's whatever I have to do. So basically, I'm like... You know, I spent a couple months, you know, kind of, you know, in a weird place. And then one day, um, like I said, this this is all kind of randomized. It was just as kind of time passed and I grew as a person. You know, I'll never forget. My life was kind of uh, uh, steady for a minute. And then I would say a couple months went by after after I didn't make the team. And I'll never forget it. I was sitting uh, in my computer chair in my room and I was going out in my, I was going to go out in my, uh, my driveway and play some basketball. So I was putting my shoes on and I was having a terrible time breathing, putting my shoes on, man. I was so overweight and, and, you know, I'll never forget just looking at myself in the mirror, sitting down in that computer chair. And I was so frustrated. I was like, dude, I got to do something about this. Mm-hmm. So, um, I reached out to a family friend that I've known for years. It was uh, one of my dad's friends, former military. His name's Chad. Um, he was the, the 
closest thing I knew to knowing anything about dieting, to knowing anything about fitness. Um, so I was like, you know, I was just, I just started picking people's brains, man. I started doing my own research. I started YouTubing random shit about, you know, calories and losing weight and, you know, just everything I could possibly learn. I was trying to soak up. And uh, I finally just, I put together this program, man. I had a, I had a treadmill, I had a Bowflex in my, in my basement. And, uh, you know, I just started training, man. I just fell in love with it. I just, every day I would run, I would, I would train, do little shit on my Bowflex. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, eventually, you know, I didn't realize how hard I was training until um, I showed up to school after that summer uh, between my freshman and sophomore year. Um, and everybody's looking at me like, what the fuck happened to you? I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, I didn't, I literally like, honest to God, Zach, I didn't even realize it, man. Like I, um, like what, what happened to you, man? I'm like, what are you talking about? I'm fucking fine. Quit asking me that question. <laughs> and, uh, and they're like, you lost some weight. And I was like, yeah, I didn't think nothing of it. And, uh, until that night, cause it was literally that first day I started getting hammered with questions. And that night I like. I stepped on the scale and I was like, just thinking, man. And I was like, you know, I have come really far. It was eight months later and I dropped 110 pounds wow, and I, I didn't realize it, man. Um, and like, and I'll be honest, man, my diet wasn't like insane or anything. I was just, I was just, I switched up my training and I was just, I was just, I just fell in love with training so much that, that it didn't even seem like, like it was a task in any way. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I went from, uh, I went from, two, I was 265 pounds when I started and I got down to 155. So 110 pounds in eight months. And uh, I have pictures from both sides of that. And uh, <laughs> I look completely anorexic in one and I look completely <laughs> uh, like fat Albert in the other. So, uh, <laughs> No, I don't look anorexic whatsoever. I, I was, I was just, uh, you know, I was, a, I was a shredded guy. Um, I love to feel how athletic I was at that time again, right now. That'd be nice. But, uh, <laughs> um, you know, that was a minute ago, you know, I realized that, you know, to a bit, a big part of, of staying healthy, which I preach now is you have to learn to maintain that, mm -hmm. you know, and, and I, I achieve huge results so quick. Um, that I don't think that I was um, capable enough to to be able to maintain that long term. You know, I was very, very disciplined, man. If you asked me to cheat on my diet, I would look at you and I would flip you off in the face. Mm -hmm. um, I think, honestly, when we worked together, I was kind of the same way um, at that point in my life. Mm -hmm. I was very, very... Um, I was just focused, man. Like nothing else mattered. Um, and, and I do preach that as well. I mean, listen, if you want to, if you want to be good at anything, you know, you just have to, you have to have that certain level of discipline uh, within yourself because at the end of the day, man, all that motivation stuff, that shit fades. Um, you have to learn to, to excel um, in your own brain um, because that's really where you'll fail. Um, and that's where most certainly I did. Um, the majority of, of me failing comes down to, you know, just the, 
the person that was feeding into my life at the time. Um, you know, I was just, um, you know, already grown up, you know, I wasn't a super anxious kid growing up. Um, it, it more so developed in my later years. Um, but you know, uh, I think it most, mostly is derived from that situation that I was in, you know, I was very, um, became very insecure, which is something that was very, uh, very foreign to me, you know, cause I grew up as a bodybuilder, man. I was, you know, I, <laughs> I trained and ate and did everything in my day to, to step on stage essentially naked in front of thousands of people. So like for me to be insecure, everybody's like, what the hell? You can't be insecure. You know what I mean? So like becoming, changing from that confident person to being very um, down on myself all the time was so foreign, man. And I just, I knew I just had to get out of that situation. Um, you know, and unfortunately it took longer than it needed to, um, just because, you know, you're in a spot where you're like, I'm in love, I'm in love. I can't, I can't leave this person. And, you know, it finally got down to some real toxic stuff that, that I, uh, I knew, I knew there was no change in it. So, um, you know, I got out of that and then, um, you know, I just, I developed a, which, which I admit I still have, I developed such a, a hate for most people. <laughs> I just, um, my, my patience for people, uh, ran very, very slim, you know, and I give tons and tons of credit to the woman I'm with now because I know that, you know, the beginning of it wasn't easy. Mm-hmm. Um, because I, I'm very much a different person, man. It just, um, things like that change you, mm-hmm. you know, me, me, um, not being able to pursue my passion because I was so invested in different things. Um, for so long made me such a bitter person also. <clears throat> so dealing with that, you know, at the very beginning, um, I know it must've been very hard. Um, mm-hmm. Thankfully, uh, thankfully she's uh, <laughs> as strong as I should be um, sometimes, um, you know, and uh, you know, right now it's just, um, you know, obviously I've taken some time off recently, um, you know, in our brief discussion, I, I talked about, you know, everything happened. And, but basically when, when COVID hit, I, um, I had a very hard time, uh, training, you know, I was so used to training in a, in a facility. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I had, a, you know, I have like, you know, dumbbells up to 20 pounds and a treadmill and shit like that at my house. But, you know, it was just, you know, the, the best home training workout to me is like the shittiest, work out in the gym still. <laughs> so like for me, I was just like, you know what, honestly, this is probably a very good time to just take some time off. Mm-hmm. You know, I've been training, I've been training six to seven days a week for the last six years. I think maybe this is probably a good time for me to rest mm-hmm. up a little bit. You know, there's some, there's some nagging injuries, you know, my, my left hamstring and my left shoulder um, that I really need to focus on. And, you know, maybe that's just a good time for me to let my body, uh, heal up for some of those, you know, adhesions that I have. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so I took some time off and, you know, after, uh, the gym and everywhere started opening back up a little bit, I started to train again, um, for a couple of days and felt like shit. So basically I was just like, you know, I'm taking the rest of the year off. So I took the rest of 2020 off and, uh, you know, learn to live, I guess you could say a civilian life. Um, the, the, I guess that's the best way I can put it. Cause I don't know how else to explain it. 
Um, basically a life where I'm not concerned 24 seven with bringing my meals everywhere with me. Um, you know, when I'm going to train, you know, how much water have I had so far? Um, cause, cause to be honest, the biggest thing that you dive into when you dive into something as extreme as bodybuilding is just micromanaging everything. And it, it gets to a point, you know, especially if you're an anxious person, it gets to a point where you, you just become so self-centered and so, um, uh, you feel like you can't have fun at all sometimes. Um, it's just very regimented and micromanaged all the time that it's, it can definitely, definitely test your will. Um, so, you know, taking a break from that for a minute and kind of giving my brain and my body kind of a, a time to, to reset and um, come back stronger. I mean, that's the plan is to kind of, um, devise a plan to where you know i'm not training as much i know that sounds kind of weird but you know when i was training seven days a week honestly it wasn't making me any better um it was just it was killing me um i was sacrificing time that i could have been spending with my family you know everything was going to shit and i wasn't becoming a better bodybuilder of it i was just being selfish so you know taking a step back and, and trying to learn to utilize the time that i do have in the gym more instead of, you know, realizing that it's not a second home. I don't need to be there that much. Um, and just trying to find um, different things in life. You know, I, I, I pride myself on being able to, to bodybuild and also dabble into many other things. Like I, I also have an extreme passion for MMA. So, you know, trying to um, take up some, um, you know, some, some classes and, and trying to, uh, you know, sharpen some of my skills regarding like MMA training is, has, uh, has helped me a lot, you know, staying, uh, staying active. Um, you know, there's been several times when, you know, I thought about hanging it up with bodybuilding cause I was so irritated that, you know, I thought about just calling out Conor McGregor and just going to fight everybody. <laughs> but, oh, <shit>. uh, <laughs> Uh, but you know, as we all know, you know, bodybuilding and MMA are two completely different types of training. So, yeah, you know, yeah, trying, trying to dabble into both of them at once is a very, very hard thing to do. So, you know, different, during this different, different as in love, the type of systems you're training as well. So, oh yeah, 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 for sure. I mean, it's very much more, uh, I would say anaerobic, um, you know, you're, you're bodybuilders let's be honest aren't very endurance based mm -hmm. i mean you're just you're constantly concerned with getting big and getting big and getting big and mm -hmm. and obviously you know when you step on stage you're at three percent and body fat usually and and uh things are a little bit different then and there you might be tapping to a little bit more of the darker side of things but mm -hmm. um you know for the majority of your time as a bodybuilder you're just mainly concerned about uh, obviously we work hard and we improve and and you know I'm so glad that I got into bodybuilding because I've met some of the hardest working people I've ever seen in my life. Um, if you think you work hard, you know, talk, talk to it and watch a, a top level bodybuilder, man, you'll think twice. And, um, you know, whatever you're doing, you know, I, I pride myself on being a hard worker. And when I seen some of these guys, man, they're doing 10 times the amount of stuff I'm doing. And I'm like, dude, I don't know how you do it. So, you know, me at that point, I realized like, okay, I can step up my game still. So me realizing that on my time off, I'm like, okay, so now not only do I want to get back so bad and I want to compete and I want to 
beat everybody obviously i don't go into anything to lose i just want to kill everybody but at the same time it's such a controlled aggression because you know i know that when i come back i can be good um in my better in uh all aspects of my life and i know that if i devise if i sit down and really methodically work out a, a system and a plan uh basically like a, a MMA fighter would do they they create these camps before a fight where they just you know they're zoned into their training and basically I wanted to treat my life as a camp I wanted to devise a plan I wanted to not think of it like you know I'm dieting and training I want to think of it do this is a fucking lifestyle mm-hmm. this is just something I'm going to do day in day out I'm going to win every day and then on that day whenever I decide to compete I know that every day before that I won that day. So if I win every day before that day, there's no reason I shouldn't win that day. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, that's kind of my philosophy. And I, I'm just trying to adapt it more into the lifestyle type of thing um, to where it makes it easier. I mean, uh, that's not just goes for body, but it goes for anybody, man. If you're trying to get into fitness, quit thinking of it as a diet. It's not a diet, man. You have to live it. I mean, there's no, there's no cheat days. There's no, you know, that's kind of stuff, honestly, at this point just kind of irritates me, man. It's just, you have to live it day in and day out. It's just when you make it such a, such a habit um, that it's hard to break, you know, because if you asked me five years ago to go have a burger with you, I'd probably smack you in the throat, man. I just like, um, that was so foreign to me and, and people should make, um, you know, their habits so, um, so normal that, you know, going outside of that uh, seems so foreign that they don't want to do it. And I think at that point, people will be a lot more successful um, because like I said before, you know, when I'm efficient with, you know, my diet, my training and, and my bodybuilding life, I'm so much more efficient in everything else to do with my life. Like I, I, I'm a very OCD person. You know, I have a, I have a phone note that's full of fucking things I have to get done or things I feel like has to get done. And, you know, if I go to bed and those things aren't done, man, I, I'm very irritated. Like I, I have to go to bed satisfied. So, you know, I put a, a certain amount of level of stress on myself every day to get a certain amount of things done, you know, and, you know, that could be a struggle, man. Um, especially if you're a bodybuilder and you already have to micromanage, you know, if you're trying to micromanage and more on top of that in your personal life, um, you know, and to try to, you, you just end up burning yourself out. So, you know, I realize that I have to set a certain level of, um, of maximum things I can get done. Um, especially hard when you're trying to run a business as well. Cause when you run a business, man, just like bodybuilding, you know, I just want to, I feel like I always have to put more in, more in, more in, and I'll get more out, right? So, you know, for me to put kind of a level on that also is, is very difficult, man. Because if you tell me that I can sit here and work on my business all day, I, I wouldn't even get up to eat. Like, I'm so involved. Mm. Like, I, I just want to – I think about an idea, and I have to make it happen, and I have to do it then. And, and then once I get on that idea, I might think of something else, and then I want to do that. And then it just – eventually builds up into a list that I just can't get completed. And I just put so much stress on myself, but at the end of the day, I think that, um, that makes you, uh, I think that that most successful people deal with that. Um, the more I talk to people, um, I think that a lot of, 
successful people do put a certain level of stress on themselves that's very unattainable. Um, and that's why usually when um, I know people talk about achieving, you know, untainable things. Um, I think that most successful people become successful because um, they aimed high and they shot just a little low versus somebody who shoots, you know, about in the, in the middle and, and just fails. So, you know, <clears throat> I'm sure that, you know, when they were creating Tesla, they had huge, huge plans and I'm sure um, as successful as they are, they wanted to be more successful. Mm-hmm. You know, you just, there's always, you always want more and more, man. And nobody ever told me that they, they make enough money. Nobody's ever said that to me and nobody, I don't think ever said that ever. <laughs> I mean, you right. always want more, man. I just, um, I'm, I'm very uh, uh, strict on myself when it comes to that aspect. But anyways, um, you know, man, just uh, trying to devise a plan. You know, I, I've spent countless, countless hours on the business. I spent countless hours on trying to get my, my socials right for the business and myself. I've been uh, spending countless hours trying to devise a plan. Uh, as far as training, as far as diet, um, as far as, you know, when I do plan on competing next, which right now is looking like um, next year, I'll probably take the rest of this year off and, uh, you know, try to recomp my body a little bit and, um, you know, try to go into something hard in 2022. Mm-hmm. Um, but trying to just devise a plan to where I'm becoming not only the best bodybuilder I can be, but becoming a good man and staying a good man. That's the key is just um, the consistency of it. So, just uh, the that's the main thing I'm focused on right now is just trying to um, correct some things that that I put on the back burner for years, whether that's physically or whether that's uh, interpersonally, um, and then also just trying to devise a plan that makes me um, makes me better in all aspects. So, mm-hmm. so when I come back, um, I can propel myself way farther than I was before, uh, and that's kind of the plan. And I think. You know, when, when I'm very focused, I, I, I definitely feel like I'm a dangerous man um, when it comes to com- the competitive side. Um, so, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Awesome. Awesome, man. So there was, um, I definitely appreciate you sharing uh, your story, like where you came from, how it all started for you, because that's definitely going to be interesting for people that's listening. But I do want to kind of dive in on a couple of things that you were talking about and really kind of like go down that rabbit hole. Uh, one of them that stood out to me was that I really want to highlight because with the fit muscle method, you know, and what you were talking about with the bodybuilding, I'll, do you uh, do you think that based on what you were talking about, you know, six to seven days of training, you know, every every week, you know, you're doing that, you're living that life, and you kind of admit it yourself that you felt that there was some you know, unhealthy sides to that. Um, is that a common, you know, theme in bodybuilding? And do you feel like there's ever a healthier approach to kind of uh, pursue bodybuilding? Um, I, I think it depends on um, how you're training and why you're training. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if you're a bodybuilder, um, I know me personally, I'm always you know, everything I do is 110%. So if I'm going to a training session, you know, I want to completely demolish myself in that training session. Mm -hmm. Doing that seven days a week is just going to kill you, man. Your Mm -hmm. body's not equipped to handle that. Um, Maybe, maybe for a short period of time, if you're eating enough. Um, But, you know, somebody that's, you know, might, their training might be a little bit dumbed down. Mm -hmm. 
mm-hmm. or or they might they might not push as much frequency or volume in a certain training session. You know, seven days a week might not kill you. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, you might be perfectly fine, but you know, like I said, with being a bodybuilder and feeling like you have to do so much in the gym every time you go there, you know, that definitely puts a toll on your body, man. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just, you know, I know several bodybuilders that do it, but when they do, it's very short term because it's something that's just not sustainable. Um, it, and trust me, um, you know, I hear a lot of people saying it's perfectly fine and you won't overtrain as long as you're eating enough. But listen, man, I know bodybuilders that push 10,000 calories of clean food and that's not an easy thing to do and they still can't recover as fast. So it, it, it definitely comes down to just being smarter with your approach. Um, you know, I think that for the normal person, there's no need for it. <clears throat> like for me, for instance, you know, I'm, I'm trying to be, become pro. I'm trying to compete at the highest level. You know, mm-hmm. when, when you're trying to do anything at the highest level, you're going to do it to the extreme. I mean, you know, and me personally, I'm trying to go all the way and I'm training five days a week. So, you know, if you, if you, um, if you think that you need to do more than that, I think you're absolutely insane. You know, if I wasn't a bodybuilder, I probably wouldn't train at all, to be honest, in the bodybuilding sense. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I, you know, a lot of the days I don't even enjoy being there. I just know the product, the product that comes out of, you know, the work that, that I put in, you know, some days you're going to enjoy it. Some days you're not, but you know, I definitely don't think that it's um, sustainable for a long period of time. Right. Right. And that's something that like, um, I definitely agree hundred percent with you on because, and I just want to kind of point out guys for anybody who's listening, like he's, he's saying like, he's making this kind of known and clear that it's one thing to be a bodybuilder and follow that path. Then, props to you if you're wanting to pursue that but if you're not a bodybuilder just like trenton said he he actually advises against you know trying to do the six seven you know you're even following like a bodybuilding type training lifestyle because it's like it's not conducive for your environment um especially you know you know with the guys if you don't know i don't think i've told you my man but i currently work with like high performing sales guys so it's like those guys work 50 60 70 80 hours a week you know they're trying to fucking close deals they're trying to fucking make it rain they're 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 hustling so these guys don't have time to fit like and that's using like a average person's lifestyle and schedule like they don't have that time to do five six seven days a week unless they were achieving that and then they'd make it work like they do whatever they have to do but it's not like you said it's not long term it's not like conducive for a health from a health perspective So, um, with that said, like, you know, just for you guys, you guys listening and I want you guys to like, kind of like see the distinction, like he's not saying like, Hey, this is the end I'll be on. He's even admitting that, you know, it's great if you're pursuing it, but understand that this isn't long-term unless you make some tweaks and adjustments for it to be long-term, but following a six to seven day approach, uh, from a recovery standpoint, even if you're eating enough calories, even if you're on drugs, like, you know, abusing steroids or whatever you want, whatever you're doing, you're not going to be recovering properly. Um, yeah. And I might, I might add in if you don't mind. Yeah. You know, there was, time, there was times where, you know, uh, I understand the work thing, man. There was times that, uh, you know, I was managing, you know, a, a franchise store. I was working 70 hours a week and I was training seven days a week. I mean, it can be done, mm-hmm. but you know, um, it's very, very hard. And, uh, I think that I could have been very much more smarter and efficient in the time that I was in the gym, um, and, and taking more rest because, um, 
you know, I'll even attest to it now, even taking time off, man, I've noticed even, you know, a year and a half after taking some time off, you know, I don't look a ton different, to be honest. Like it, your muscle's not going to leave. <laughs> it's not going anywhere. If, <laughs> it, 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 it might disseminate just a tad bit. Like, obviously I'm not the person I was before. Um, however, you know, taking a rest day isn't going to diminish your, your, all your time and your hard work that you put into the gym. You know, I know people at the very high level and it seems like the, the higher level you get, uh, anyways, for pro bodybuilding, it seems like guys are taking more and more rest. You know, I, I know guys that are taking four days rest and they're only training three days. Um, some of them are double session days, but you know, um, people really, really underestimate the value of recovery. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, um, recovery and your digestion are, mm-hmm. are two of the most, two of the most underrated aspects of, um, health and fitness in general, not even, not even considering bodybuilding per se, but just health, men's health or women's health in, in general, you know, recovery and digestion are very, very key. And that's something I've learned over the years. And you have to be very smart with your approach and I preach this to anybody before you start any program, um, sit down, even if it takes you a week, I don't care if it takes you a month, sit down and write out a plan. Don't go into the gym mindless. Don't go into your diet mindless, create a plan, stick to it, make sure it's a smart approach. That's why I said, take the time to create the plan, do your research so that when you go into it, you're very smart. And trust me, I know that you're not going to know everything right off the bat. Trust me, I've learned the majority of my stuff just doing it myself. You learn more and more things as you go, but just learn to adapt those things into your program. Um, but you have to take the time. Um, this, And that's something I've seen. Even, dude, even when I was 16 years old going to the gym, when I seen 30-year-old dudes coming in there and they had no idea what exercise they're going to do next, it would drive me absolutely insane. I don't know if that was my OCD. Or, or if that was just how I am, but you know, I, I hate when people don't have a plan. Like yeah. I, I get, when I go to the gym, I know exactly what exercises I'm doing. I know pretty much the weight I'm probably going to be able to use. I know exactly how many reps I'm probably going to be able to get with something. I'm so in tune with everything um, that, you know, it, it even becomes hard for me to like, I train by myself. I can't train with anybody because I'm so fixated on, I can't, I do it a certain way and I can't do it any other way. Um, so, uh, because I, I'm so meticulous with everything that I do, training, diet, everything is calculated. I sit down, like I've said, guys, take a week, three weeks, whatever you need. I've taken the last year and a half to devise a plan to where I come back and I know I'm working as efficiently as humanly possible. So you got to take that time and you got to work smarter. I guess that's where the old saying comes in, work smarter, not harder. Mm-hmm. Um, not saying nobody works hard because it's still going to be hard. I mean, you just have to be more efficient with mm-hmm. um, efficient with your time in the gym and out of the gym. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's no need to be spending three hours there. Um, get your stuff done. Get out. Get home. Recover. Mm-hmm. That's that's. I preach that. I preach that. I preach that. And, um, you know, I, I think if people start learning that, they'll get a lot more results and they'll be really, really surprised by that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And like, I just kind of want to add to that, like what you're saying, it's all about like, in something I push 
with what I do with my guys, you know, in the fit muscle method, you know, in my coaching even is like, it's about efficiency. And a lot of people that may not have the ability or they're like, they're like clueless. They're like, and that's okay. Like I've been there. And so for anyone that's listening, if you do feel clueless, like shoot me a message, you know, and I'll be happy to like give you any assistance in any way. Like, you know, that's why I do. And just understand that, you know, it doesn't have to be, sometimes people, you know, they don't always, you know, want a bodybuilding approach. Everyone has different goals. So um, everybody has a different, you know, end result. And so like what, but what he said was kind of powerful is that recovery digestion should be like the main, like focal points in like any type of program, because if you're not having, if your gut health is off, and you have poor gut health. I cannot tell you how many guys I've worked with or how many guys who message me or I get on a call with and they're like, yeah, I have gastritis. Yeah, I have IBS. Yeah, I have this. Yeah, I have that. I'm like, and I have to dial in their gut health and get their gut health optimized before they even do anything. That's like a main thing I focus on is gut health with before I start anything yeah. is getting their habits dialed in is getting like, you know, because I preach like more of a long-term approach, more of a longevity standpoint for 10 plus years. So if they can't adhere to this, this program 10 years later, it's not going to work for them. Um, and so if they're starting something and they got poor gut health, there's no point in starting and trying to go from 3000 calories a day to 1200 calories or whatever the case may be, because their body isn't going to assimilate those nutrients their metabolism is not going to be optimized. All these things aren't going to be dialed in correctly. So it's like, if you get on a program and it's like, you're focusing on just the weight loss, which is, it's mind blowing to me. And I know with bodybuilding, it's, it's a different, it's a different thing. Like you're focusing on, you know, you want to look a certain way. You want to, you know, you're trying to be appealing for that, for that show day. But what I want to make that, you know, distinction for people who's listening is like, you know, and he's kind of, and Trent's kind of talked about that a lot so far today is that it's okay if you want to pursue this but understand if you're not wanting to pursue this that this isn't going to be for you that this isn't you know you know in some cases it's not healthy unless you you know dial it in and make it a healthier approach um and that if you are going to do something like that that you need to make sure your recovery is on point and your gut health is on point and that you find like the best approach for you that you can stick with essentially. So, yeah. Um, and also, like I, like I said, with training, um, you, you know, you learn so many things along the way. And I was, I was the type, you know, you know, when I first did research, you know, all it was is, you know, eat chicken and rice, eat, you know, egg whites and oatmeal, you know, that's typical, typical, you know, weight loss stuff. So, mm-hmm. you know, I would, I did that cookie cutter, cookie cutter shit for years. And, and I think um, that's a lot of the reason um, and a lot of the ways that people can eliminate a lot of that digestive problems at the very beginning before they start running into issues is learning what foods work for you, man. Everybody works differently. I have people that can eat, you know, I, I know people that can eat 10 pounds of sweet potato and they'll be perfectly fucking fine. And dude, if I eat a sweet potato, I'll be on the toilet for three hours. If I, if I eat a chicken breast anymore, I, I can't even eat chicken. Like it, I just can't digest it, man. I just, you have to learn what works for you. I had to switch to all fish. I had to switch to all white fish because I, I just can't do it. Like the amount of gassiness and bloatedness I get from eating a, a simple chicken breast uh, would be mind blowing to some people. But that's the thing, man. If you find yourself, if you find yourself 
in a bloated and gassy position uh, very frequently and you're eating a very consistent diet, you know pretty much exactly everything you're eating on a daily basis, something has to change. Something is not agreeing with you. Mm -hmm. Don't keep pushing that certain thing because I can tell you right now, when I first got into bodybuilding, I was the typical douchebag that went and got bags of frozen chicken and I would boil, you know, 20 pounds on my stove in a huge pot and that's what I would eat for the week. And, and that was the one thing that my body didn't digest. <laughs> and that's the one thing I was eating the absolute most of. So you have to learn these things. And obviously, you know, when I was younger, I was trying to do it as cheap and efficient as possible, which I do agree with also, because I don't think kids need to be spending crazy amounts of money, you know, on food. Um, cause it's, it's not that expensive of a habit when you, when you really, um, plan it out the smart way, but, um, you know, you just have to be smarter with your approach and, and, um, you know, that's what, that's what I've learned a lot, um, with digestion anyways, is you have to be on top of it. Obviously I, I, I take, um, I'm sponsored by Redcon one for those who don't know Redcon one is a supplement company, um, uh, 500 Inc. Um, huge, huge brand, uh, getting bigger and bigger every day. Um, so if I, if I talk any supplements, um, I don't know if this infringes on anything that Zach's taking, but <laughs> I'll no. tell you what, 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 uh, what I, I'm introduced with. So, um, Redcon one has a product called GI juice. Um, I've taken several, several prebiotic, probiotic digestive enzymes over the years to try to combat some issues. Um, but GI juice from Redcon one, um, has been my go-to. I mean, it's, a, it's a powdered supplement. Um, I just drink it once a day post-training. Um, and I, I make sure I stay on top, you know, of my vegetable intake. I don't also don't eat vegetables that don't agree with me. Um, mm -hmm. hence broccoli is one of the, the key vegetables that doesn't agree with most people. So if you find yourself gassy, quit eating broccoli. <laughs> if you're eating it very often, you know, I, yeah. I, I stick to I stick to mainly the green vegetables, but I'm very uh, precise with what I pick. Usually it's green beans because they, they agree with me very well. Um, green beans, you know, spinach, asparagus, uh, even peas. I love peas. Um, but, but anything green that agrees with you is perfectly fine. Um, and um, pickle. Pickle is one of my favorite things. I know it's going to sound funny, but when I'm dieting, man, coffee and pickles are my saving grace. Everybody has their saving graces. But, you know, I, I have pickle with my, with my first and my last meal. Um, it's just kind of a, a texture thing. And I love the taste of pickles. And it's um, essentially zero calories. Um, it's something that you can add in that's also going to give you fiber. So, um, you know, um, that's also been a huge component of not only my mental state, but my digestion as well. So staying on top of these things consistently is what's going to make your gut health better in the, in the, in the long run. So you just have to be very aware of everything you're doing. Um, like I said, having a very, um, a very structured diet is kind of the first step, but then adding things like, you know, making sure you're eating your greens, like your mom always told you when you were a kid or, or, um, you know, taking, you know, external supplements in such as I do, you know, to, to try to combat issues too, it, it is always going to be a plus, you know, the, the, the way I see people fail a lot is they'll just over fiber, like eating way too much broccoli, eating metam, drinking Metamucil, you know, 14 times a day, you know, there, there becomes a point where fiber becomes very disruptive to your gut. Um, so there, there's, you know, I don't suggest more than, you know, 30 to 40 grams a day. Um, me personally, I try to do whatever uh, in my later years, I learned that, 
you know, time is very precious. So, you know, I do what's convenient. Me personally, I buy cans of green beans. I open it up. I put it, I divide it up into three different Tupperware. Um, obviously I, I drain it and stuff like that, but you know, it's very easy. I know what I'm eating. I eat the same thing every day. Uh, it's very consistent. Um, there's nobody that can't, that can tell me they don't have time to open up a can of green beans and pour it in some Tupperware. I mean, I'm not sitting here for hours, um, steaming vegetables. You know, you, you find a way to make it happen and make it happen in a very efficient way. Like I've Mm -hmm. said before, everything for me in my later years have come down to just consistently, uh, consistency and efficiency. So, um, you know, just being uh, on top of everything I think is going to, is what's going to make digestion uh, very much an easy task. It doesn't have Mm -hmm. to be something you have to overcomplicate. Just, just stick to the basics, man. Eat your greens. Don't eat a freaking pot of broccoli. Just eat a a little bit. You know, I eat per like, just for instance, to give you a typical meal, what a typical meal looks like, you know, maybe, uh, uh, well, I'm a high protein guy. I have been for years because of bodybuilding. So it's hard for me to disseminate from that. So, you know, um, you know, I eat anywhere from like 10 to 12 ounce portion of protein with, you know, maybe 150 grams of rice with like a, like four ounces of green beans or something like that. You know, it's, it's not like I'm eating a pound of green beans. I'm eating, you know, a little bit to just satiate my hunger and to help the, the carbs and the proteins digest. Um, and then also uh, another underrated thing when it comes to digestion is water. People need to drink water. If, if you're somebody who, who has a very, very um, consistent diet and you don't really know what's going wrong, look at your water intake. You know, me personally, I drink three gallons of water a day. I know that's probably a little bit overkill to most people. Um, granted, I suffer from some kidney issues in the past, so I have to kind of keep my water high. Um, but you know, I do think it's very beneficial to, to at least for most people, you know, consume a, at least a gallon of water a day if you're active. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, you know, that's a huge component of um, digestion. And, and I don't recall the exact numbers, but I do know um, for each carbohydrate that you intake, your body needs a certain uh, amount of milliliters of water to be able to even digest that. So mm-hmm. um, I know it's a very small amount, but, you know, um, being able to stay on top of your water, I think, um, is going to be huge when it comes to, uh, not only digestion, but also recovery. I mean, that's, it's a huge component. That's a very overlooked. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, man. And, uh, just kind of like add to that a little bit as far as, um, cause there's like a couple different things, you know, that stood out to me. Uh, number one is being like, for anybody listening is I want to kind of always highlight that what he's doing is what works for him. And at the end of the day, he's adhering to that. That's what he loves. That's his approach. But what, at the, what's best for him may not be best for you. May not be best for Joe over here or, or myself, but finding what works for you and you, what you could adhere to if you want to eat chicken and rice every fucking day, if you're listening to this and you love that, do that. If that's something, if you got to understand too, though, that you have to look at all your biofeedback 
you know, how's your gut health? How's your energy levels? How's your stress? How's your hunger? You know, how much sleep are you getting? All these other things. If you feel like something's off, you have to make a change to that. And as far as fiber intake goes, that's just, that's just, it's going to be different for everybody. So there's not, there's no one real number kind of like what he's saying. Like he may consume 40 grams of fiber a day. I don't know what the exact number was. You kind of throughout, but everyone's is going to be a little different. Some people may need a little bit more fiber. Some people may need a little bit less fiber. It also has to do with per certain amount of calories you consume. I think it's like per thousand calories. It's like five to 10 grams. It's like the what's recommended, but it all depends on just overall, like what you need um, for, you know, your health, but don't like try to like, get on the hype train like because like a lot of people like because too much of something is always gonna be is always gonna be bad like you don't need to be stuffing your face full of fiber um fiber yes is beneficial fiber is you know very satiating fiber does you know help with you know um so many processes you know it's it's fuel for your gut bacteria it's it's it helps stabilize blood sugar it helps you know like i said keeps you satiated if you're are dieting if you are trying to be in a caloric deficit um you want to do it right so but what i want to talk about is you know it kind of stood out to me i want to hear your thoughts on this and see where you you know come to but you were talking about protein now protein intake is very very interesting to me and i know you say you're very protein heavy uh what do you mean by that um i think it's something that i've of uh it's definitely evolved over the years um it's such a uh, an interesting topic i agree with you there because it's so unknown of how much we should intake um despite what your goals are um I become really, really uh, protein heavy in my later years uh, as of more recently with, um, you know, the, the ending of uh, when I stopped training and also, you know, when I, when I'm creating this new plan for myself, um, I think it all for me comes down to recovery. I think everybody should start at uh, about a gram per pound of lean body mass. Um, uh, I know a lot of people have a hard time uh, with, uh, understanding what lean body mass is. Um, so uh, you really need to figure out what your body fat percentage is. Um, uh, see what, what you got to calculate, like this is what, it, what I mean when you have to kind of sit down and do some numbers for yourself. Um, you have to um, kind of see where, what body weight you're at uh, when, you're, when your body's going to be around, you know, 5% body fat, let's say, um, and kind of eat about a gram of protein um, per whatever poundage that is. Um, you know, if that's, let's say that's, uh, 180 pounds for you, then you would eat 180 grams of protein a day. Um, for me personally, you know, I started kind of with that method in a sense, I just ate a ground, a, a gram per pound of body weight. Um, uh, even if I wasn't lean. <laughs> mm -hmm. So I was always, I guess you could say more protein heavy. Um, uh, but, uh, typically, uh, in the majority of my career competing, I took in uh, 1.25 grams uh, per pound of body weight. And that was my total body weight. That wasn't my lean body weight. So mm -hmm. um, uh, I've tried upwards of, you know, 1.5. Um, and recently I switched to a different method that's actually two grams per pound of lean body mass. So um, 
where um, now this is where everybody's going to differ, obviously, because everybody has going to have a different lean body mass. For me right now, my lean body mass is around 200 pounds. So when I'm talking about a protein intake, I'm talking about, you know, upwards of 400 grams of protein, which might sound insane to most people. Um, but, you know, uh, typically, uh, well, I would say my whole bodybuilding career, I was at 1.25 grams per pound of body weight. I think, though, um, it all comes down to, like you said, your biofeedback. So, you know, uh, for me, I, I always based it on a recovery standpoint. So if I mm -hmm. felt um, I always use uh, things like soreness um, or things like that to dictate it, um, I notice with higher protein intakes, um, I recover faster. I'm ready to get in the gym the next day without a lot of soreness. Um, so for me, I think for most people, if I was to give any advice, I would say start at a gram per lean body mass, see how you recover. Um, if you need to, you know, if you notice a lot of soreness or, uh, inability to go in the next day and kill it in the gym, then, you know, up your protein. Mm -hmm. Start at like, and it doesn't have to be uh, a huge jump either. Like if you're at a pound per lean body mass, go to 1.25 per lean body mass mm -hmm. or something like that. You know, you d just uh, slowly increment, and it's not going to be something that you, you will understand within, you know, two weeks of a training protocol. It's something you're going to learn uh, in, in a marathon worth of time. I mean, you, you have to be patient. Um, like I said, I don't, uh, the only problem people will have with higher protein intakes is digestion. So um, that's something that I've had to become very aware of. That's why I speak about it so much is because when you're pounding that much food, um, digestion is going to be key to being able to have an appetite for the food and being able to be able to get the food down. I mean, we all create plans, but we want to stick to them. If I'm creating a plan where I have to eat 5,000 calories a day, I'm going to get irritated if I can't eat those 5,000 calories. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, being able to be efficient with my food intake, learning what to eat, learning that I have to eat the food, um, to digest through the food and be able to eliminate my waste as efficiently as possible, um, has become very, very keen. So I think with most people, as long as you're, um, I, I, let me rephrase that most active people, if you're an active person, let's say you're going to the gym, you know, even if it's three days a week, I would consider that active. Um, I would say, you know, just keep your water high. Try to try to eat about, you know, if I was to create a cookie cutter plan for most people, which is a hard thing to do because I hate doing it. Um, I would say, you know, just eat a gram per pound of body weight. Uh, drink a gallon of water and uh, see how you feel, man. If you, if you feel kind of tired or you feel kind of sore, you know, up your water, up your protein a little bit. Um, if you have to lower your carbs, lower your carbs, um, to, to be able to fit in, you know, the protein into your, whatever your calorie intake is. Um, but for me personally, yeah, I just, um, and I probably, if I wasn't a bodybuilder, I probably would, I definitely wouldn't eat as much protein. So, um, mm -hmm. you know, let me, let me just, um, not steer people the wrong way. So, you know, yeah. obviously if, you, if you're, if you're not a cross, if you're like a crossfitter or somebody who just goes to the gym recreationally, there's no need for that high protein, man. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, I think it's a very old school method for, for most family physicians to say that, you know, high protein diets, um, uh, have a detrimental effect on kidney health and liver health and things like that. I think it's very old school. Um, I don't really believe in a lot of that stuff. I think that, uh, you know, I think that 
there's listen, there's so many unhealthy things people do in their lives. I don't think a protein intake is going to be the thing that's going to be my downfall. So, um, uh, I don't think that, like I said, I don't see if you want to just be, you know, as efficient as possible and just make sure you are doing the most you can, you know, Hey, start it, taking a, a gram and a half per pound of body weight, uh, in protein. But I, I, like I said, the only problem you're going to run to is digestion. So, um, just make sure you're aware of that. You know, it's, uh, and, and I preach, uh, I know I preach a lot of things. I've said, I feel like I said that a million times, but, um, approach your diet, like you approach your training. Listen, if you're, if you're a newcomer and you think you're going to go to the gym and bench 400 pounds, you need to rethink your life. <laughs> like don't look at a video of a, of a pro bodybuilder or a, a pro athlete of any sort and say, Hey, I'm going to, I'm going to start Monday and I'm going to eat 4,000 calories and I'm going to eat this much protein. Uh, listen, man, you're, you're just not going to be able to do it. You have to adapt to that. Um, you have to approach it slowly. You have to work into it. And then eventually it becomes very, very systematic and it becomes very easy for you. Mm-hmm. Um, but don't, if you start, trust me, I've done it myself. So this is why I can speak on it. You're not going to be able to dive into eating 5,000 calories right off the bat. Um, you're not going to be able to help. Some people can't even dive into eating 15, hundred calories because it's so less for them of what they're normally intaking that it's so difficult. They can't stick to it long-term. Right. I mean, that's, that's, that's the problem with most people dieting, you know, and it all depends, obviously it depends on your goals, whether you're trying to lose weight, gain weight, whether you're trying to, you know, put on muscle tone, you know, it's all uh, goal dependent, but Mm -hmm. um, you know, you have to approach everything gradually. Don't try to dive into anything. It's just like a drug, just like you have to, wean off of it you have to wean on to this um it's not something you're going to learn in a day um you just have to uh start somewhere and uh you know i didn't know much when i was getting into it all i know is you know i couldn't even tell you how much protein i was eating at first i was eating i I was eating a cup of rice and eight ounces of chicken (laughs) like that's all i know and i was eating that you know four times a day and then i was eating you know uh six whole eggs um and a and a cup of oatmeal uh, in the morning at night. So, uh, it's very, it was very basic. It was just something to get me started. I learned more as I go. And obviously my, my diet adapted as I went and evolved. Um, and I learned little things and, you know, you just have to apply that. So just start somewhere. And, um, I think starting with a good base, like doing your research or listen to a podcast like this or anything will give you a certain base mm-hmm. where you can just get started. I think all the minutia details come later, I think the biggest thing is get started. Um, get your it's it's going to be hard. At, yeah, it's going to be hard at first, man. Like even now coming back, it's not easy for me to go into the gym and train at full capacity because, you know, I want to train like I used to train and I know that I can't do that. I know it's going to kill me. I, I'm, I'm just not up to that actively. I can't, I can't do that yet. I have to wean back to that. And that is a very hard spot to be, especially when you're somebody who wants to go all in all the time. So I understand it. But you just have to be patient you have to. Right. And that's actually, uh, that's actually a really good point is as far as like, you know, like Trenton saying is if you want to really focus on something, you know, if you have a goal or what, if you feel like you don't even have a goal yet, if you feel like you don't have anything set in stone, just simply moving or doing something, taking action, just doing the little things is going to be like, 
what can help you get to the bigger result. And so what I focus on and what I talk about a lot is just like the small things. Did you go on a walk today? Did you track your food? What did you eat today? How do you feel after you ate your food? You know, how's your gut health? Just like focusing on little things right now. Don't focus on getting a six pack. Don't focus on getting jacked. Don't focus on losing hundred pounds. Don't focus on that big result yet. We, we all focus on that big result. Focus on what you can do today to get you closer to that result. Just focus on the small little things. And that's going to make a huge impact on where you want to be down the road. And you're going to notice that you're actually going to be able to adhere to that a lot better because you're going to pick up onto a lot of things. You're going to be like, oh, shit, wow. Like, I didn't realize that, you know, day seven into this, I was writing this down on my log, and I was like, okay, I've been eating this food for seven days, and I feel like dog shit. Maybe I need to change something up. Maybe I need to add in a different food, take this food out. So... And I'll, I'll say real quick, think of it like anything else. Like think of a musician. Like I'm, I'm not going to wake up tomorrow and say, okay, I'm going to play this song on piano. Like it's going to take me some time to learn that. Like I have to consistently put in the practice and, and the consistent effort to be able to play that song. So you just have mm-hmm. to approach it in that way. Just be willing to learn and uh, be willing to be patient. I think that's where you're going to succeed a lot. Mm-hmm. Right. Absolutely. So it's um... – yeah, to kind of like talk about that, as far as like, you know, to sum it off before I talk about something else, guys, is like protein intake for everybody's going to be different. Um, and what he was talking about is, you know, a very valid point. Like what he's consuming right now, you know, almost 400 grams. Would I recommend for most of my clients? Fuck no. But at the end of the day, it has to do with what you need. And if, is this going to be the best for you? Is it best for him? Yeah. He's obviously talking about that. Um, right now, it may be. But at the end of the day, guys, we're all different. That's the beauty of uh, each, bo- each body is different. Each, our genetics are different. There's so many different variables to look at. And so that's why I love this so much. It's like a freaking puzzle for me. It's like, you know, putting the pieces together. And that's something that you guys can look at as well. Look at your health and look at like your progress and what you want to do as a puzzle. And each puzzle, each section of the puzzle is a very important section. The middle section is going to be your gut health, your energy, you know, your metabolism. You know, there's going to be certain corner sections that's going to be like, you know, your your caloric expenditure. You know, there's um, all these, every section of the puzzle is going to be something important. You can't just focus on one little section. You got to focus on the whole puzzle. You have to take a step back and look at everything because if you're focusing on just one thing, such as weight loss or building muscle, you're missing out on all this other things. And like hormonal balance is like another thing, like in, in the middle section, that's like crucial. And um, I want to kind of like dive into a little bit on that because like what we were talking about earlier, Trent, and I feel like this is really interesting. And like, if you don't, if anybody doesn't know already, then, um, or if Trent doesn't know, like I specialize in like hormones and like hormonal imbalance and, you know, cause I actually, I never advertised this until recently, but when I started talking about my story more and not really giving a fuck about who, you know, judges me or whatever, but I actually suffered from low testosterone um, when I was 21 years old. I never told anybody that. And I, everybody thought I was like this healthy guy. Everybody looked at me like, oh, wow, this guy looks lean and everything like that. That was the start of me on that journey when I was like, you know, experiencing symptoms. 
and I went from, you know, 11% body fat to about 18% body fat. Um, and I, when I got my levels tested after like, you know, it was like a big back and forth. I was going to the doctors a lot. I was going to the ER a lot, quick care. Everybody thought I was a hypochondriac. Everybody thought I was like, you know, blah, blah, blah. You know, it was like, oh, you're healthy. You're fine. And I had my levels checked and I was like 150 nanograms per deciliter. And why I talk about hormones so much and why it's important is because if you don't have optimal testosterone levels, like you're not going to be able to drop body fat efficiently. You're not going to be have the, you're not going to have a sex drive. You're not going to be able to have great energy levels. You can't, you won't have focus. There's also so many correlations to uh, low testosterone and mental health. And so why this is important and like why I want you to kind of talk about this on your end as far as bodybuilding goes is, do you feel like if testosterone levels aren't dialed in enough, if you're not on gear, do you feel like that's a, a big issue, especially getting into so low, but if you drop below 10% um, body fat, do you feel like that's like an impact on your testosterone levels? And do you feel like that's something that you could have, you potentially could have suffered from? Oh, for sure. I think that, um, you know, I appreciate efficiency. <clears throat> Sorry. Um, so if you're trying to be efficient, you know, as a male, um, when your testosterone is subpar, then you're not going to be efficient. I mean, uh, let, let me, let me disclose this before I say anything else. Um, you know, fitness and men's health and women's health, whatever you want to talk about is, is why I got started. Now, bodybuilding is a whole nother animal. Um, not everything that bodybuilders do are, is healthy. Mm. Not everything, not everything that bodybuilders do fits the, the typical guidelines of men's, uh, you know, just optimal health mm -hmm. and things like that. So what I've really tried to do with myself is, <clears throat> try to uh, mend the two as much as I can. So try to bodybuild as healthy as humanly possible. Um, so, so I just wanted to make that distinction there real quick. Um, but, you know, um, yeah, of course, I think that um, testosterone is severely underrated. Um, I think that, you know, I know a lot of, um, I know a lot of males, especially those, you know, 40 plus that you know are artificially taking testosterone um uh and and i feel like there's also a certain number of people that aren't given the right uh medical diagnosis when it comes to low testosterone and i know that's something you deal with so you might be able to relate to this a little bit because i know many men that have you know erectile dysfunction you know, all these symptoms and they don't understand why. And when they go to the doctor, the doctor's just very practical and say, oh, here, you need Viagra. Here, you need Cialis. Here, you need all these things. When a lot of these issues would be cured with just a simple testosterone. And um, uh, I think doctors are very antsy to prescribe it. And I'm not sure why. Um, I mean, listen, how many women do you know that are on artificial estrogen to combat issues that they have? It's just, it's the women's natural hormone. Mm -hmm. I mean, testosterone is men's natural hormone. I mean, obviously you're getting artificially, like mm -hmm. most women are getting estrogen artificially. And trust me, I know many women in my life that are getting estrogen artificially, so nobody can tell me any different. Um, <clears throat> so, so why is it not held at the same standard? I don't know. Um, I don't think... <sighs> Because let's be honest, when, when you're talking bodybuilding, you're talking about a lot of guys that take a lot of stuff. And that's just being honest with you. I mean, that's with, I mean, bodybuilding 
mainly uh, due to the the muscle building and, and the anabolic aspect. But, you know, when you go into any pro sport, you're going to see a lot of things that you don't really understand that are involved until you get there. And, you know, I know many, many, um, probably 95% of, you know, pro athletes of any level are on some sort of testosterone as a male. Um, it's just, it's, it's a, it's a, natural hormone that that boosts your efficiency listen man if if you have a, a football team of, of 12 people and 11 of them are doing testo a low dose of testosterone and one of them isn't and he's the lowest performing performing guy but he, you know he has the same skills as everybody else you know that something's not going right um you know that everybody's doing something that's different um he could be the he could be the the, the most athletic guy on the team but he looks like he's not um so people need to do a bigger, bigger dive in that. Um, I think that, like I said, if I, I, I have a different perspective because I've been involved with bodybuilding um, when it comes to testosterone. Um, it's something I've tried for sure. Um, uh, not with doctor's approval, I might disclose. Um, but I will say that um, for anybody, um, go to a doctor ask for blood work, see what your levels are and go from there. If a doctor refuses you blood work, find a different doctor. Most doctors will say, okay, that's fine. We'll check it, You know, you don't have to check just testosterone, but make sure you make it aware that you want to say, Hey, I want to, I want to test all my levels, see where I'm at with everything. And I also want to check my, my testosterone levels, you know, as a, as a, as a doctor, that's, that should be willing to help you. Um, they would have no problem doing that. And I think that's the first start. Just, um, you know, get consistent blood work, know where your levels are at, you know, and if your doctor thinks that, you know, it's something that you need to be on, then, then do it because it's going to make you more efficient. But like I said, do everything with doctor's approval. Don't do it like, uh, most, <laughs> most guys do and do everything based on, you know, um, what they want to do, um, underground, um, because, um, when you take artificial testosterone and you're not testosterone deficient, what it's going to do is it's going to shut off your natural testosterone um, uh, synapses. So you're not going to be able to, to produce testosterone in your body like you normally should. Um, for people that have a low testosterone anyways, like yourself, you know, taking testosterone isn't going to, you know, you don't have a lot of testosterone to shut off. So it's going to benefit you more than it's ever going to, you know, harm you in any way. Um, you know, uh, but for somebody that's already has a high testosterone level and you're, you're putting test, uh, you know, extra artificial testosterone in it, it's going to shut off your natural production of it. So you just have to be aware of that. Um, now, uh, in regards to bodybuilding, I, I don't see, um, the only time I see an issue with, you know, anabolics such as steroids is, when people start taking other things, I think testosterone is just a, a typical base for most healthy men anyways, you know, so for a bodybuilder taking testosterone, trust me, that's 99% um, <laughs> of bodybuilders taking testosterone. Mm. Um, that's the, that's the base of anything that most people take anyways. Now, when you run into problems is when you start adding other drugs into the mix and I'm not going to go into that, but all I'm going to say is all those other drugs are very, very harsh on your liver, on your kidneys, uh, on your internal organs. Uh, depending on what you're taking. Um, but I feel like testosterone is very clean. Um, it makes, 
like you said, it increases the libido. Um, it increases your energy, uh, increases your efficiency in the gym. Um, you know, it, it's so many benefits and there's essentially, you know, at a, at a, at a recommended dose, there's essentially no side effects. So, um, you know, there's, there's so many more things to be concerned about in life. I mean, there's, if you look at the deaths of testosterone, I, I, I pretty sure it's like <laughs> nothing. And if you look at like something other, like, you know, alcohol or, or drug abuse, you know, you see those numbers go out the roof. So mm. do I see an issue with it? Not at all. I think that most men uh, should be on it anyways. And I think mm. it's such a hard topic because a lot of guys haven't uh, that have tried stuff without doctor's approval before mm. go into a doctor and they're scared to talk to them. Mm. Um, so um, my recommendation is find a, find a sports doctor that will understand a little bit more than your typical family physician. Um, and they'll usually be a little bit more willing to talk to you about issues. Mm-hmm. Uh, my, my only concern is I, I've been to doctors myself that, um, that just literally, I don't know how it's even, um, how it's even allowed, but they essentially like refuse service because they're like, listen, you're, you're doing stuff to harm yourself. I'm not helping you. And it's like, to me, that's just so like, I don't understand that. Like if I had, if I had diabetes or, or suffered from obesity, you'd help me in two seconds, but you know, because I've tried something to improve myself, now you won't help me. So I think that's where a lot of guys have issues is they're so scared to talk to, to a, a licensed physician about it and, and see their approval. But like I said, the way you can get around that if you, if you don't have an option and you're only at a family physician is just request blood work. I mean, most doctors will give you blood work and just make, make it very clear that you want to check your testosterone levels. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's very beneficial, especially if you, you, you come back like yourself and you see, oh my God, I'm at 150. <laughs> like, like no wonder, no wonder my energy was low. No wonder I was feeling like ass. Like um, all these are very, very uh, key signs of why you'd feel like mm-hmm. that. I mean, testosterone yeah. is the, the root, the root of men hormones. Mm-hmm. Um, just like estrogen is the root of women's hormones. I mean, yeah. if women have, if women have uh, low estrogen, uh, <laughs> uh, listen, let's not even go into that. I mean, you're going to, you're going to feel terrible. You're going to feel terrible just, and, and you can't expect anything different if a men's testosterone is low. You just mm. can't. Yeah. And I, I, um, I kind of want to, that's really good. Some really good points you brought up, man. So uh, first off, I want to kind of like reiterate by saying that I don't, fully like you know i'm not against testosterone replacement therapy um but i also what i also like to do is like i'm more of a i focus on root cause first i focus on how to naturally boost your testosterone which is something i was able to do and if we go through all these check marks if we go through all these you know points you know these these lists and we're unable to you know get to a level optimally then that's when you should resort to TRT um, prescribed by a doctor. I don't think, however, and this is just my opinion, that people should go to a doctor, get blood work. They find out they have like 150 nanograms or even whatever their levels are, because levels will vary based on genetics and what's low to me may be different for you. It's all based on ranges. So what's, what's low to me for someone else may be considered a normal range. Now the average normal range is like, I think it's like, you know, around 350 now is like what's considered average before you, before below that is I think is technically low, but everyone's going to be different. Everybody's bodies are going to respond different. It may be a different level. 
some may be naturally at a higher level. But with me is like, I want to focus on how I can teach and how I can implement a natural approach first. And if they can't boost, which is rarely the case, or they can't feel better, or they can't get improve, see any improvements, then that's when you should like, okay, dude, you need to go see a doctor and get a prescription and get on a protocol. Most cases, guys see, see improvements uh, nine times out of 10, because what I noticed is when I, the reason my testosterone levels were so low is high stress during that time, poor sleep. My sleep was all over the fucking place. I was working days, nights. I didn't have, you know, poor supplementation as I wasn't focused on certain micronutrients that was actually uh, blocking estrogen was actually boosting testosterone was actually, you know, giving me what I needed. So things, simple things, guys like vitamin D and zinc and the vitamin C, there's so many other beneficial vitamins and minerals like zinc alone is like a powerful freaking mineral. Vitamin D is considered a hormone. If you're low in vitamin D, like, you're going to be more prone to, uh, to lower testosterone. And so like research has shown, like if you're, if you're consuming adequate vitamin D levels, you're going to have like a, a higher testosterone level. And so if you're not taking enough vitamin D, if you're not outside enough, if, and it also depends on, you know, like I said, your even your skin complexity, if you're darker, uh, com- have a darker complexion complexion, you're not going to be, you know, being more deficient, is not going to be really an issue for you versus someone who's a lighter complexion. So like I said, genetics plays a big role in that. Where you live plays a role in that. What you eat plays a role in that. So I like to kind of put, always point that out is like, I focus on a natural protocol first. And if they run through a program and they can't, they don't see any results. Like they don't, which is never the case, but if they did, then that's when they have to resort to a protocol or uh, from, from the doctor. I, that's just my opinion. I feel like, you know, simply getting, and I've, no, I've talked to guys who said, oh, I'm just going to get on TRT. The problem is, this is, I'm going to point this out. This is a good point is that if you get on TRT and you're still eating dog shit and you're still not, if you haven't changed your habits up and you haven't done anything differently, if you haven't changed your sleep patterns, it does not fucking matter because like you, you might see a boost minor boost in your testosterone but the long-term effects is now what's happening is like you're 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 it's going to take forever and you may have to stay on trt the rest of your life which you, most cases you do because now your natural production shut off so yeah. do you want to risk also, that I thought, or i I'm also just kind of i just want to add in i think that i 100 percent agree to you uh with you of of trying to do everything naturally um i think there's two different angles um though uh i think i was more relating to the guys that have um that have done high high amounts of tests yeah yeah that's even, definitely even knowing different. there's even knowing there's a an issue or even caring for for instance is just guys that that get into the gym young you know they know a guy in the gym that that has this this and this and they just start taking stuff and mm. you know they just uh, without knowing they just shut off their test and before they know it, they're in the doctor and the only resort that they have left is TRT for the rest of their life. Right. Right. Um, so th- there's that angle that I was coming from, but I definitely agree that a lot of, um, you know, test boosting things can help naturally, you know, such as diet or, or um, anything that you, you know, you recommend uh, how there's just um, like with anything, there's a certain cap. So like if you, if you're somebody who's taken stuff, um, and your natural production is shut off. There's nothing to boost. So you, you literally have 
killed your testosterone. <laughs> so TRT is your only option. Yeah, yeah. Um, in that case, there is, there is a certain a certain level of things that you can do naturally that's going to help. Like you said, if you don't create those good habits outside of that outside of that realm of TRT, then nothing's going to help you anyways. I mean, um, it's just like it, think of TRT as anything. I mean, um, if you're on, you know. Um, high blood pressure medication for the, your whole life and you never do anything dietarily to try to fix your, you know, blood pressure, then, then that's on you. I mean, yeah. you should be trying anything you can to try to combat that thing naturally. Um, but I do think, you know, like you said, proper supplementation, proper diet, and, you know, there's tons of supplements that are proven to, to help boost testosterone. There's several different foods that are known to, to boost testosterone. Um, I, I might plug something if you if you don't mind. Um, don't Redcon really has has a product called Boomstick. Um, it's just a typical uh, tribulus based testosterone boosting matrix. Um, you know you can find any, you know you you search natural testosterone anywhere and you're going to come up with a lot of things that are going to say tribulus. Um, it does, it's it's shown to show to to improve. You know obviously your testosterone, your libido, everything like that as naturally as you can. Like you said, other things like, um, you know, zinc or whatever else you want to do research on. Those are all, you know, tremendous, tremendous efforts. I mean, at the end of the day, nothing's going to, the majority of things aren't going to hurt you. I mean, it's, I think doing the blood work uh, is just a good base. I mean, even Mm -hmm. if you want to improve it artificially or naturally, I mean, you're going to kind of see where you're at. I mean, if you're, if you have like, let's say you test back and you, you, you know, you're at 200 grams then you, your goal is like, let's say, Oh, I want to get this to 400. Then you try everything naturally. Um, listen, if you, if you try everything under the sun and it doesn't improve, then that, that might be signs that, you know, you need to eat on TRT. Mm-hmm. But you know, if, if, um, if, if you're slowly uh, increasing that number. And like I said, I think the, the key component to this is just, being able to get consistent blood work and looking at those numbers, even if you're, mm. if you're trying to do it naturally or artificially, I mean, you're going to want to see where you're at. Um, Cause you're going to want to see if whatever you're doing is, is working. Um, so, you know, if, if you've went from 200 to 500 naturally, that's a good number, man. That's mm-hmm. um, you should s- keep doing whatever you're doing because it's working. Yeah. Now it's if you've tried, Yeah. It's, it's definitely, it's definitely the best. Listen, I pre I preach I preach you know going natural with most things. So, you know if if you're um if you can do it that way, by all means, be my guest, do it. But there's a lot of guys that I know that that uh, just have tried everything and they can't. Yeah, they, that's, they just that's, can't. I mean they've yeah. they've 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 done, um, I, I guess you can say abuse things for so long, that you know they they just man if they don't they they essentially turn into a woman <laughs> i mean i yeah, guess it's like, kind of funny but. like yeah like you said that's just like the distinction you were making that i didn't realize you were talking about you know specifically like the bodybuilding side of it but if someone is on high amounts of gear for a long period of time and they just jump off or they don't cruise then yeah you're going to need to get back on trt and stay on that because for the rest of your life because you can't get on a high dose of anything or especially with the bodybuilders like if you look at like phil heaps and shit they're on fucking a lot of shit, dude. And they're not going to be able to just drop it off and just like, unless they don't get, unless they don't care. And then in that case, yeah. then 
they're going to strike yeah, out. Yeah, I mean, and, and you see uh, most of those guys, their normal state of being is TRT. I mean, they don't have any other option. I mean, yeah. when they're off of everything, it's <laughs> TRT till they die. So yeah. you, I think a lot of people need to understand that. A lot of people aren't aware of the dark sides of, of bodybuilding until mm-hmm. they get really, really involved like I was, you know, because I was one of those guys like, I'm, I'm going to go all the way natural and, uh, you know, see how I do. But, you know, you, you just realize when you get when you get to that, you think you're good until you get to, you know, that level where these guys are all wanting the same thing. They all want to compete at a high level. And, uh, you know, you show up like you want to win and you end up getting dead last. You're like, what the fuck is going on? And you, you soon realize that, okay, maybe, maybe I need to get on some shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, cause you, you go from being the, the biggest guy in the room to, uh, looking like you've never trained a day in your life. So, um, yeah. you know, it's like I said, like I said, that's why I wanted to make the distinction earlier that there's a huge, huge difference between, uh, you know, just men's health in general versus, you know, bodybuilding. Cause that's a, that's a whole nother animal that, that a lot of people, if they knew, um, what all goes into it, they, they would probably be turned off by it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's not always the healthiest thing. Um, and like I said, coming from a guy that was more focused on men's health to begin with, you know, uh, some things I do, I do get you know, anxiety over, you know, there's certain things I, uh, I don't want to do, um, um, that I know are involved. Um, you know, but I, I try to, you know, I, I do everything I can to be as healthy as possible while doing it. And I think that's the key to, you know, longevity. And that's what I seek every day is trying to do this and do it well and do it for as long as I can. And then afterwards, knowing that this thing isn't going to be forever, knowing that, you know, when I, when I'm done and I'm, I wrapped up shop with the whole bodybuilding thing that I can live a a prosperous life afterwards too. So, you know, you just have to be aware of everything. And um, like I said, going to a doctor and not being afraid to let them know your issues. Um, Like I said, and I've dealt with this for years, just trying to find a doctor that I was even comfortable with, you know what I mean? Um, So, you know, there's some doctors I went to, I wasn't even comfortable with them, you know, putting a freaking uh, stethoscope up to my (laughs) chest you know you just have to you have to find something that you can relate to um uh, i think that i've found that now um but you know it's taken me years um but you know you just have to be able to i I think i i i know i've said it multiple times but i definitely preach the blood work thing i mean for anything even even if we're not talking testosterone if you're talking you know liver function if you're talking Mm -hmm. organ function in general you know you'll see your general uh, basis of where you're at and what you need to improve on, you know, whether you want to, you want to try to take it into your own hands and, and do it, uh, try to combat things naturally, like mm-hmm. you said, um, or you, you want to figure out if your doctor has certain recommendations for you, you know, take that all into account and just, uh, you know, create a, like I said, create a plan and stick to it. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, six months down the road, get some more blood work, see, see what your numbers look like compared to what they did before. And, uh, see what you, you know, recalculate the plan. I mean, that's just the goal. We just try to evolve and try to do what we can. So, um, I definitely preach like you do to do, um, things, um, as naturally as you can, um, and understand that sometimes less is more and not try to push things and, uh, you know, just be patient like with anything else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely, man. And those are some freaking amazing, you know, points right there so as far as like you know just being aware and understanding that this is a process um and a lot of things i preach about and talk about is this isn't a sprint this is a fucking marathon so if you're in if you're in this to 
you know, do this for 10 weeks and be done, you're going to re rebound. I mean, it's kind of like the bodybuilding mentality where like, it's not, they, they do it and then they stop, they do it and stop. But if you're trying to do this for a long term, you know, for overall health, you understand this is a marathon. You understand that this is, you're in it for the long haul. It's going to be hard at, at times. It's going to be, there's going to be days where you wake up and you like, fuck, I don't want to get out of bed. But that's also like a mindset thing that you eventually have to work on as well down the road that, you know, and along with other things, but with me, you know, overall health and just building that foundation is like, it's going to be, it's, it's going to set yourself up for success. And if you're not, if you don't have a strong foundation, just like a house, if you don't have a, if you don't have a strong foundation for your house, your house is going to collapse. So if you don't have a strong foundation for your health, if you're not making sure your body's back in homeostasis, you don't have a great, your metabolism's all fucked up. You know, you don't, you have poor hormones. If you don't start looking at these things and looking at micronutrient deficiencies, there's no point start, starting to lose weight. You're not really going to see a full benefit. You're still going to feel like dog shit. So it's a process. And uh, um, I really did enjoy bringing you on to the podcast, my man. So is there any last remarks, anything you'd like to say or tell the audience before we kind of uh, wrap it up here today? Yeah, if you don't mind, I wanted to um, I wanted to just uh, speak just a tiny bit about my business and uh, wh what everybody can expect. I'll talk more about it um, on my podcast um, when my podcast does come to fruition very soon. Yeah, um, but I just want to dive into just a little bit um, about the business. Uh, first of all, I don't do coaching anymore. So if anybody reaches out to me for coaching, um, I don't do that. Um, just because I've been, I've, I'm <laughs> trying to juggle so many things uh, for myself right now. Mm -hmm. um, I just don't have the time. But if anybody does have any questions for me or Zach, I'm sure he's willing to answer any questions. But mm -hmm. uh, just DM me um, in any way you, you want to on any of my socials. I'll get back to you. Um, with it uh, regarding any questions you have about anything. I'm, I'm a pretty open book and I, I do check my DMs and stuff like that. So, um, but uh, I want to dive into the business just uh, briefly about uh, just a little bit of what to expect. Um, so it's, uh, I guess overall, it's considered a clothing brand because um, that's the majority of, of what's going to be sold. But also through the... Um, through the website, you'll be able to access my YouTube channel. You'll be able to access, um, obviously, my new podcast that will be done uh, uh, via Zoom and posted on YouTube. Um, and then you'll be able to uh, get all my links to Redcon One, my supplement company uh, that sponsors me. Um, you'll be able to, um, obviously, shop all the clothing, um, which uh, more will be released about that. Um, I don't think I mentioned anything before we were recording. Um, so I will say that, you know, it's, um, it's a brand that's obviously branding myself. Um, uh, it has a, a motivational feel because obviously I'm a very motivational person. That's who I've been since the beginning. Um, uh, it's got a kind of my touch on it, it as regards of, of goofiness and cringiness. There's some uh, goofy t-shirts and, and things like that. And there's also, you know, a touch of conservatism because I'm an all American and I pride myself on it. So even if you don't like that, I'm sorry, I'm willing to lose business over it. So um, it's all good there. But um, uh, the, like I said, you can expect uh, the TLB podcast. Um, there'll be a lot of things we're doing with that. Um, uh, there'll probably be a sale uh, when the business launches. Like I said, um, uh, we plan on launching in about two weeks. Um, there'll be a lot of things I'll be doing with it. Like I said, so we'll have, um, 
we'll have my WWV, which is going to be my uh, weekly whiskey vlog, which will be something new because I'm a whiskey guy. So every week I'll be um, I'll be posting a, a vlog about um, uh, my whiskey. Um, and then um, uh, we'll be doing a podcast every week. Um, Zach will actually probably be my first uh, my first guest if he's if he's willing to. Um, I'd like to have him on um, at the start of my business. Um, Hell yeah, man! That'd be awesome. I'm sure there's um, I'm sure there's many more topics we want to discuss. Um, uh, yeah, man, it's um, it's something I pride myself over, and um, you know, we'll see what happens. Uh, I just kind of wanted to get into a little bit of what to expect with the business because a lot of people I know that are asking about it are kind of unaware of what um, what's coming or kind of what it's about even and really it's more of me just pursuing my um, my entrepreneurship and something that I love mm-hmm. um, um, so basically that that'll be it so if any of you guys have any questions about the business also you can also reach out to the business account which is going to be um, Trent Lucas brand on IG. And then you can also email it at uh, Trent Lucas brand at gmail.com. Um, I run everything myself. Um, just hard to balance, but um, I do try to respond to everything on my personal and my business side as fast as I can. So uh, just be patient. Um, but yeah, um, look forward to that. Um, if you guys go over and follow me, uh, you'll see everything regarding the, the launch um, which is, um, probably, uh, I mean, I'd like to tell you that it's going to be, um, Monday, the 15th of this month, um, is, is the plan. So, um, just stay tuned and, uh, we'll have a lot coming with that. So just want to touch on that real quick, Zach. Oh yeah, man. That's awesome. So, uh, if you got, like I said, like you just said, guys, if you want to go ahead and check him out, show him some love, show him some support when he, uh, you know, opens up, launches. Um, I actually noticed in his uh, bio, if you go ahead, I went ahead and clicked and I'm going to, you know, put my email address in there because I want to buy some merchandise when it's, when it's ready. So let me know, dude. Um, but guys, like I said, show him some love and support and show just show love and support for anybody who's just trying to make this, you know, make this happen, guys. Because, you know, entrepreneurs, um, we're all about that life, you know, it's, but it's a fucking hard life. You know, you, you're, you're creating something from scratch, you're creating opportunity. And so just go ahead and, uh, show him some love and support when he's, when he has everything up and running and, uh, just it's pretty much it guys. So I, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode of, you know, the Fit Muscle Method podcast. And, um, I look forward to talking to you guys in the next one. So have a great day, everybody. Peace out.